Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And welcome, everybody. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast, podcast number 195. Hard to believe we are motoring our way to the big show, and that big show is number 200, and that's a mere 96, 97, 98, 99. That's a mere five away for you mathematicians out there. So uh, we're on this No Church Answers tour, so grab a globe, spin it around, bang! have no idea where you're at find texas southeast corner of texas is houston southwest side of houston is sugarland so we're still in undisclosed locations around sugarland we're not just pastors we're we're just regular guys each on our own spiritual journey we feel all men are leaders leader of your family leader at work leaders in your church and community but sometimes that lead dog needs to be fed and spiritually recharged and that's why we are here. So you may have found us on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. We'd like to invite you to visit our YouTube channel, which is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, where you can also find some recent podcasts and learn more about the background of our great panel. And also be sure to visit our website, which is at www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. The professor, Robert Koshu, has been posting weekly meditations on Lent that you're going to want to uh, check out. Uh, what we do in this is we basically take a ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School lesson, uh, go around the room, get a brief overview from the fellas, uh, read some scripture, and then unpack it kind of like an onion. Uh, take the different layers off and update it. Relate it to men, how it would affect our lives and, and what we do. And that's one thing about this great panel that we have is each of us are a little bit different. And so you might identify with one of the fellas more than the other. At this time, I'm going to go ahead and uh, introduce the panel. Uh, we have a world-class policy writer, a professional gambler. He's also uh, our producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Hey, right, Steve. Steve. Hey, everybody. Uh, attorney and prosecutor, so he could defend you or throw the book at you. We call him the judge. Michael Cropper is here. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Bill. Hi, everybody. Court, and that's session. former. For That's right. Former. <laughs> <laughs> oh, picky, picky. Right. Uh, he's a corporate trainer with a Fortune 100 company and kind of the group theologian. We call him the Professor Robert Koshu is here. Hello, Robert. Hey, Robert. And uh, insurance broker and deacon Kyle Trahan is here. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Kyle. Hey, guys. And and my name is Bill Cox. I'm basically a sales guy and contractor, and I'm the director. And hi, Bill. Hey, 
<laughs> we, we do we use different texts uh different publications and we are in it's called connect 360 this is the study of philippians it's by baptist way press and it is uh uh it, it's out they do an excellent job and it's been a a, a great study but w- before we get into that uh i know we got uh uh, number 200, uh, the big show coming up. But one of you guys, I, I maybe it was Steve, producer Steve, said that what it's been one year that we've been in COVID. One year. This was the, we, I, it was probably uh, 52 weeks ago. I think we might have done only 51 podcasts. We know we skipped one around Christmas, but 52 weeks ago, we did our last podcast at our room at the church and uh then then that sunday was a concert and kyle was there and he he picked up our he picked up our podcast uh, group <laughs> <Our> mike <dear. laughs> you know and as far as i know he still has it which is good but uh that's, I have it. And, the youth use it every Sunday. Oh, for well, there you are. Our there Zoom are. meeting. It's, it's, it's put to well, well, that's one thing that's getting younger. Um, so <laughs> our mic uh, is. And uh, so, so yeah, and you know, we all we all thought, you know, we didn't think it would last this long. We were going to pause for two and, weeks mm-hmm. to flatten the curve. Yes, flatten the curve. <laughs> wow. uh, and then came fifty more. And uh, yeah, the good the good news is is yes, we're, we should be back soon um uh we we are the, the church is experimenting with some interesting technology our our church on sundays our abfs our our our, our sunday schools are becoming get more hybrid people can go back if they want to they still have to wear masks and but we got kind of combination zoom and and in person and maybe we'll we'll be looking at a podcast like that some few weeks down the line i think we're all in line for our vaccines we're just probably waiting like i am uh for uh for a time to open up excellent um and let's go ahead and get uh overview on this particular lesson from the panel start with uh, professor koshu yeah i i love philippians and i love this section of philippians that we're in um because it, it talks about how to really go about and work at your faith you know we talked last week about um looking at how your life balances out this week we're going to talk about goals and I'm gonna, I am gonna credit Steve Titch with coming up with the next mana free phrase, the balance sheet of your soul. Talking I about saw gain, that. gains and losses. I and that. I was That's like, I was like, dude, that is the next mana phrase. <laughs> that that fits right up there with spoke in the wheel, exercise your faith muscle, lead dog fed, and iron sharpens iron. So yeah, that, that was fairly amazing. But yeah, but yeah this is solid. this is a great lesson because it really pushes us towards kind of some goal setting that I'm going to talk about. So I, I get to talk about some things in my wheelhouse. Right. These next <laughs> lessons. Kyle Trahan. Overview. You know, I, I, I think reading this, it, it reminds us that uh, there will be challenges in life, um, trials and tribulations, but that's with everything that we do, you know, 
it's it's the hard stuff, the things that trip us up, the things that make us fail, that actually make us stronger. And if as men we keep an eye on the goal and we strive for it, then I think we can this 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 verse anyway um, helps us to to remember to to do that, to stay focused. Excellent, uh, Judge Cropper. Yeah. Well, last week we uh, we looked at a lesson called "Count It All Lost," and um, Jesus called Paul to be an apostle. Folks, all of you know this is a letter from Paul to the uh, Philippians, and he called him when he was a strong and devout Pharisee. Jesus broke through the stronghold of pride that Paul had acquired with his jury, Jewish descent, education, Pharisee background. Paul worshipped his accolades, accomplishments, which the Jewish leaders all held in great esteem like him. And he believed that everything he worked for would contribute to his ultimate goal of being resurrected as a Pharisee. Now, Jesus stopped Paul dead in his tracks one day when he was proceeding to Damascus to persecute some of the Christians. And Jesus spoke to Paul and broke through that fortress of religious works and pride and showed Paul his utter religious debacle. Paul became utterly committed to Jesus and gave everything, committed his life to preaching and teaching about Christ. And he said, no matter what the cost. In fact, he said he wanted to share with Christ in his death and his suffering. Now today, to me, we're continuing on in the text. We're going to continue on with last week's lesson. And Paul explains that his life is a uh, somewhat of a continuous race, and that's the terms he uses or comparisons, striving to win the crown and righteousness from Christ. And he continues dead ahead in his relentless pursuit in spite of his unfortunate circumstances being in jail. And he tells us that he keeps his eyes focused on the goal in front of him. Uh, as I said, to suffer and die as Christ did. Now, folks, a real view to me, real view to me, men, most of us have a race. This includes our occupation, our family, but we have probably have a whole lot of things that we do, a whole lot of priorities. Hi, Kyle. Was that you? Okay. I guess so. I was putting my headset on because it's easier uh, from where I, I'm in that undisclosed location. So if you heard that beeping, I'm very, very sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, Bill, I'm looking forward to this discussion because I think Paul's view, and, and I think we've shared that before, is not realistic for today's Christian man. He was single. He was dedicated to giving his life and going everywhere, whether he returned or not, to uh, to his his church family. But a real working man today, a real strong Christian today, has his family to contend with, and he must put Christ first somehow in his life. But even though we must press on, even if we get discouraged with life as men. Bill? Excellent. Uh, Steve Titch, your overview. Yes. Yes. Well, as men, we all have goals. We have goals in almost everything, as, 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 Mike, as Mike went down Absolutely. the line, per personal, professional, uh, in our avocation. I know that uh, Robert's goal is to smoke the perfect brisket. I don't know if he's done it yet. One of my goals was to run a marathon. I did that. My next goal is to win a World Series of Poker event. Maybe the main one, maybe just one of the smaller awesome. ones, but who knows yeah. what will happen. I have to get back. We have to be back 
going face to face to begin with. Um, but I, we, where if someone were to come to ask me, well, what are your faith goals? What are the goals in your Christian walk? That might be a tough question to answer. And I think for, for many men it is. And, and as much as the question as to what are your goals are, you know, what should be the goals? And I think this is where Paul begins to go. Uh, and this all plays into the sanctification aspect of, you know, what happens after you're saved? Uh, how do you take that experience and mature it? And last week we did, Paul wrote, we studied how Paul wrote uh, that what he wants what he wants is to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and uh, the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings. So that's a clue there. But uh, what, what is, I, and I think it's worth, as you like to say, unpacking, what should our goals of a fulfilling Christian, Christian life be? And, and I'll just give one hint. I know this is not the answer. It's not following all the rules. Hmm. Interesting. And before I give my take on that, which I'm sure is going to be probably a polar opposite of the uh, vast majority of uh, you on this panel, I'll go ahead and do, I'll read the scripture. We're in Philippians. This is Philippians 3, 12 through 16. Now that I have already obtained this and, or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Now, what I got out of reading this is that once you find the way, you should be committed to that. You should, be, you should want to go forward. And the way I looked at as far as goals go, and I'm sure it's going to be much different than what the professor talks about, is simply this. People are just two ways. They're introverts and they're extroverts. I feel that faith-wise, introverts are trying to be more Christ-like. Extroverts typically want to lead others to Christ. And that's the way that they feel and fulfill the commandments that they have interpreted from the Bible. And I think of it in, in my own parents' lives, I see it. Uh, they were both Christians. My mother was very reserved, an introvert. She played the organ at church. Uh, she led by example, whereas my dad was an extrovert. My dad liked minister, going and visiting people. He'd do hospital visits. Uh, he cared about people in the community. He was a salesman. And so his, although informal ministry, his commitment was 
continually to minister people and kind of to lead them uh, that way. So that's just a couple of different ways that I see, I've seen and experienced spiritual goals. And I'll uh, uh, go back to Professor. So let's let's talk a little bit about pressing on. And pressing on, the language there is really pressing on or persevering you know, through no matter what you're going through and you're doing it. And one of the things with, when you're setting with pressing, when you're setting and discussing perseverance and the word today that gets used, the big, the big one is resiliency. Are you resilient? In you know, it's kind of a grit. It's, it's a guy phrase. You know, right. do you have grit? Do you have a stick to about you? And I think that's one of the things that that a lot of men's ministry misses because it 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 really is about sticking to your faith and sticking to it in the long run. And and we've all talked about how you know we view things differently now than we did 10, 15 years ago, or even five years ago in some cases, and how different stories or different things from the Bible mean different things to us at different points in our life. And it's that perspective. And the way you get that is to have the grit or the resilient, see, to stay in the faith for long, long periods of time. And if you think about it, you know, a lot of men will drop out of the faith in college. You know, that's a, the the statistics, quite quite frankly, the statistics scare me, and the statistics that scare me even more is what you used to see was kids started college, in particular guys, and when they left, when they graduated college and then they got married, then they started cycling back to the church. Well, That's very, very, very true. But, uh, but what you're seeing now, it could be military. Yeah. Same age but, group, but military, mm-hmm. same thing. That was for me. But so. what you're seeing now is guys are delaying marriage. And even if they didn't come mm-hmm. back when they got married, when they started having kids, that got them back. So what you're seeing now is that guys are not having, they're not getting married as early as they used to. And now they're also delaying childbearing. And so they're not coming back even further. And so to me, to kind of make a long point the short way or the same length way is putting – I'm a steal Bill's statement – is that, that part of our piece as men from our faith is we've got to start expressing to, these younger, to this younger generation – and, you know, the college and earlier that, hey, you know what? You're right. Church can be boring. Guess what? Has, has, has our pastor likes to say, he's not a perfect pastor. This ain't a perfect church. But we serve a, per- a perfect savior. And it's one of those things we've got to realize all that so that we can, so you have the grit to kind of stay with it. I mean, it's not everything you think it's going to be. You know, Excellent. I mean, 
And with that, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. This is Man Up, podcast number 195. We'll be right back. Hey, pastors and church leaders. Are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. And welcome back. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 195. We're in Philippians, and the professor just talked about uh, about man having grit, and uh, uh, a little bit about the the goals. And want to uh, bring in uh, Michael Cropper on this. Mike, I figured. <laughs> now, to me, the race race I, I like that, Robert. Uh, to me, though, your race. Will include several things, uh, but the most important of which, to me, our races, our occupation, because a man has to. Uh, we start off, we go to school, and we just know we're going to go to high school. We know we're going to go to, may or may not go to college. Uh, some people I know are extremely successful with going to college, but but we all have in mind, or most of us have in mind, that one day we're going to meet the right girl because we're looking for her, number one, number two. Um, if we if we accept Christ, we believe that God, and uh, in, in most cases, marriage is a part of our life, and it is a part of our goal to serve the Lord. So, so then the the next thing, and 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 probably the most important thing, as I said, is our occupation or our job, what we're going to do with our life, and 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 if you're one of the lucky ones in this group, and I don't know if you are, I don't know about Steve. But if you're one of the lucky ones, you know what you want to do out of high school, in high school, or out of high school. I did not. And, 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 and the reason I'm emphasizing all this is because it's important when we run our race, and our race is, in fact, our life, living and what we do with it. And, of course, serving God, is, as, 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 as Robert has said, our race uh, and, and our life uh, are is dependent on our job in most cases for men. And as Steve made this comment, we've made the comment, everything man, men tackle, if we have a passion, uh, most, pardon me, I shouldn't say everything, some things men will tackle, we will be passionate about. In this call, in this particular set of scriptures, Paul is passionate about serving God. He's going to stretch himself to the very nth degree even to point of almost getting sick to serve Christ. And as I mentioned earlier, I, I don't think it, in this scripture, I don't think that's a realistic goal for all of us men, especially if we have a wife and family and children. We are passionate about many things though. I'm passionate about loving the Lord. I may not be passionate about being there every time the doors are open at the church, but I do love the Lord and I'm committed to him. And, and I like to read the Bible. So, so anyway, and, and the, the very primary thing I should say is, is when you want to serve the Lord, you want an occupation that you can serve him in. I don't know that it would be a good thing for me to own a distributorship of Budweiser 
or possibly uh, Johnny Walker Red whiskey. <laughs> I don't think I would be looked at too good about that. But you hey, want to find I get I play poker. You can't. You're still, <laughs> I'm a little further down on that, Mike. I think you. Yeah, no, I didn't say gambling, Steve. You know, <laughs> anyway. oh, that's risk management. Yes, <laughs> that's me. Anyway, yeah, our occupation is very important, and 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 sometimes the Lord will show you. It took me ten years to find out where He wanted to guide me through, and I felt like He was showing me. Um, Bill, you've been a, a disc jockey. You've been a number of things. And it's important, guys, if if you don't know and go with this job that you you have coming out of high school or want coming out of high school, it's important that when you do work, whatever occupation you work at, you do your, your best to serve the Lord and you give it your all and be passionate about it. Bill? Yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, Steve did. I'll bring him in on this. <laughs> Good, Steve. Yeah, I think I think the key thing is is to to connect both you and, and Robert is this resiliency. Um, and actually now more than ever, it seems, well, maybe, you know, there's, there's a certain degree of resiliency required to keep your faith. Um, and sometimes it can be a drawback if you're not willing to go back to the Bible and check your premises. Um, and look what we're, we're, we've, we've been dealing with, say, in the last 30 years. There, there are women who are, who are pastors. Uh, probably in our, in our parents' time, especially in the Baptist church, that was, not, that was unheard of. Uh, it's still, uh, that was unheard of in the 80s. That was, there you I go. Mean, that, or or yeah, the 90s. That's, that's even. recent. I mean, that, there yeah, you that's, go. And in many Very churches, recent. in many Baptist churches, there still will not hire a, a, a woman as a as a pastor. How, and and you know they'll pull, they'll go to those they'll go to the verses where that's supposedly there, but there are plenty of other places in the Bible that show uh, leadership by women, including in Paul's ministry. So uh, there we are dealing. Yeah. I'm going to come out and, and grab the third reel. We are dealing with the issue of uh, gay, of gay, of gay marriage, of gay relationships. Let's let's you know in in the church, and there are churches that believe that love is above <clears throat> some of the things that are in the law. Uh, there, that's it, it's being wrestled with as we speak. You know, it's going to require resiliency. It's going to require resiliency of our youth. Because they're, as I've, I've said in the past, it's our youth who are going to be dealing that with that issue big time and maybe where the conflict's going to come from from the older generation. Um, but nonetheless, uh, the downside of this, however, and, and maybe you can talk to this, Koshu, because you see it more because you work with the youth. I know my wife who, who went to uh, Calvin College in Michigan, uh, right up there in the... <laughs> Yeah, starting out, it was kind of like a, a, a Christian college, much smaller than yeah. Baylor. But I yeah. think the the situation was very similar. You got two types of uh, students who came in there, sons and daughters of very wealthy uh, Christian men and women, but who were very worldly, who knew a lot. And you had a group that really just came out of very small towns and were very indoctrinated 
and got to a university level with, even at a Christian university, there's open thinking, open questioning, and they lose their faith within weeks because they can't, they, they have not been built, that, that resilience isn't built in. And I think it's important to build that resilience in, to, to be able to sit around the table and have an open discussion about scripture with your children and even contend with them. But if they can point to scripture, they're very well versed. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. You may disagree with them, but if they can come from a faith standpoint, that's good. If you shut them down and tell them, no, there's only one way to look at scripture, you're looking at big trouble. You're, you're setting them up for probably at least a departure of the church for some time. And I'm speaking from personal experience because that's exactly what happened with me. If you read your, this is a new, a new saying, if you read your children's scripture, they'll be well-versed. Nice, nice job, Steve. Well, it's, it's more than that. It's those that, the ones that I have seen that have struggled the most are the ones who, A, like you said, Steve, have been led to believe there's only one way. This is the way, period. Don't question it. And and the the right way may be the right way, but you're not allowed to question it either. We we talk a lot about, you know, the book of Job is full of it. You're allowed to question God. It's okay. You know, our faith grows by that questioning, you know, to sit and think about it. And the ones, like you said, Steve, that I've seen that had the most trouble are the ones who have led the most, I'm going to use the word seclude, isolated lives, where they went to Christian schools, they hung around with their Christian friends, and they came to church, and that was really the only activities they did, and it was all all 24-7 being around Christians, you know, the, the Benedict option. You know, where that's where they pulled aside and they've lived completely within that world. Then they get thrown out there and the phrase thrown to the wolves comes to mind because because here's here's the catch. And one of the books I highly recommend everybody goes and reads a little short read, real small book, short read, hilarious reading. Go read the screw tape letters by C.S. Lewis. And and guess what? Our enemy knows the scripture. The, the people who want to turn our faith on its head will sit there and quote scripture to you day in and day out and present it to you as, well, this is the right way right here. here see, it says right here in this Bible, in this verse. And that's one reason why, you know, I always talk about you got to read things in context, number one. And then number two, you know, go read it in different translations. Kyle's a big fan of the message because when he reads it in the message, it makes more sense from what he, from, you know, what he heard and what he read before. Yeah, go ahead. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. (laughs) Yeah, Kyle. Uh, actually, to uh, to that same point, we are going to read the message because I actually wanted to do that. Uh, so that was a perfect segue. Um, so again, folks, we're in Philippians 3. We are reading the message here, uh, starting in verse 12 through 16. 
Um, I am not saying that I have this all together, that I have made it, uh, but I am well on my way, reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've gotten my eye, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm often running and I'm not turning back. So let's keep focused on that goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us. If any of you uh, have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. And you know, that it's to me, those things can come and go. And it's this uh, Bill's thing of exercise your faith muscle. It got me to thinking, you know, if you leave the gym, you know, you're working out all the time and then something happens and you're not in the gym. It's, it's sometimes hard to get that motivation to get back into the gym. Um, you know, I'm out of my house where I have a little, a couple of, you know, uh, workout equipment and because of that stupid winter storm thing we had. And, uh, I'm to me now I'm missing it, you know, and that's where I think we need to be in past Robert mentioned in a minute ago, a lot of guys will lose track, lose their focus in college. For me, it was the military, same exact age group. And I lost my focus. I did eventually get married or I, I got with, uh, with my wife while we were dating and we did start looking for a, a church home, you know, and she had done the same thing. She had strayed uh, for a while and it was something of the commitment to each other that brought us back to Christ. And even during this pandemic, you know, I still find myself easily drawn off track and focus. And in this lesson, we're supposed to be focusing on our, our end goal of heaven and being Christ-like. And, you know, for me, it's so easy to get distracted. You know, um, I, I hope people identify with me. I am so tired of Zoom in all of my life that, uh, you know, I'm in my home environment or, you know, tonight I'm at somebody else's house and I'm looking around at their room and the things that are in it and I'm just distracted, you know? And so I know for myself, I have to continually focus and exercise my faith and learn how to be better and do more with my faith, especially right now, because it's so easy for me to get off track. Okay. Um, hopefully we get out of this fun little pandemic thing. Um, uh, I'm less scathed than we already are, or yeah, you guys know what I mean. Uh, and we can get back to some sort of normalcy, which will help me because I'm, I've never been good at sitting there and doing a computer course online. Although that's most of what I do, you know, for renewals and all that. I hate them. I do them because I have to, but it's just out of my comfort zone. So uh, I hope the, the folks listening stay, stay on track, find a way to stay in the gym, so to speak, continue to, to work that faith muscle. Excellent. And with that, we're going to take our second break. We will be right 
Act. This is Man Up, podcast number 195. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Man Up Podcast, spiritual oasis for men. Just like any muscle, we feel the faith muscle must be exercised. And here we do it real authentic, the Man Up way. Not pastors, just regular guys, each on a unique spiritual journey. Thanks for joining us. Deep questions and discussions you won't hear anywhere else, especially in today's climate. Missed an episode? They are archived. Free for you to select on SoundCloud. We come to you from the Man Up Studios at Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Houston, Texas, in the United States. Have a question or comment, or want to book a speaker or group and have Man Up come to you? Contact us on our Facebook page, Gigmasters, or WMA Cox at Comcast.net. And now, back to fellows of Man Up. And welcome, everybody. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 195. And what we're talking about, we're in the study of Philippians, uh, talking about Paul as he's telling them to press on and how he has fought the good fight. And the thing about it is with me, and I think that as we age and become older, a lot of the... uh, the temporary trappings of life, the importance falls away. The nice new car, you may never have gotten one, but when you finally get one, it's awesome. But it's only awesome until it gets the first dent in it, which is probably the first week or so, and you notice it the, probably the second time you wash it. And then it loses its luster. And I think as you go through life, you've put so many things ahead that you thought were very important. And then you realize when you get to be an older guy, none of this stuff matters. You know, don't sweat the small stuff. And really, the vast majority of stuff is small. You know, you think about it. I've had this, this saying in my life. I just want to be awesome. That's been my goal. When I was a kid, I just wanted to be an awesome athlete. I wanted to be awesome when I was in the Navy. I want to be awesome husband. Just elevate my game, whatever I choose as far as my direction or my interest. And I think that's part of what Paul is talking about focus what you are going to do for the kingdom and then do it because everybody, I mean, just like what we've said before, the spoke in the wheel, we don't know where we are. I, I, I have no doubt Kyle, if somebody he ministers to being a deacon, it, it it's going to be a spoke in another wheel. And then like, professor with his work with children. Me, I had no idea about working with Cropper and producer Steve about working on this podcast. I mean, we're, we're coming up to 200 and I had no idea if we'd make it to two, <laughs> you know, but you don't know if you don't try and what you see, what the Lord has put in your heart, the struggle is the way. 
And as men, don't shy away from that. You will be fulfilled when that's when you see that struggle, you strive and you make it through it. That's the blessing. And you can't be blessed if you're continually running away from what is a struggle. Yeah, and I think it comes down to, in a way, setting specifics. Uh, you, you meet the challenge when you're prepared to meet the challenge. I, I always like uh, Paul's running analogies because, I've, I've, as I mentioned earlier, I've done it before. I think I've said something similar to that effect in the past, past one of the past podcasts recently. You... you you learn to deal with a mile uphill by training on hills. Uh, if you go into even a short race, even a 5K, without really uh, training on an up, you know, on a hill, on a on 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 a, you know, on a cold day, you're going to have issues in our, during a race. Likewise. If you're not prepared to handle difficulties in your in that come with faith, doubts, questioning, um, low points in your life where you might feel that uh, God isn't there, and the temptation is to you know give it all up as as nonsense or superstition, that is a it, it's 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 far more likely that will happen to you if you haven't tested and questioned your faith or haven't experienced it at least in a in a safe surrounding, haven't been able to talk about it in a group, uh, knowing that these things happen, but they're they're not the they're not the end of belief. And, and I started the podcast this way. What are, what are some ways to train yourself so you, you have a mature faith? So you're not simply a child, you know, singing your uh, songs about Noah and singing your, all your, all your, uh, uh, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Zacchaeus come man was and, and, right. and, 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 raising yourself to a to a uh to a more uh mature faith and i think it comes from uh like we do everything setting goals and and sometimes it's just kind of routine things um people i'll give you one example it's uh, many times people go out and say i'm going to read the bible i'm going to read the whole bible cover to cover <laughs> and it gets very intimidating after a while. It's a tough read, especially, you know, so, so you got to come down to what, what, what version you're going to read. You can read NIV or SUV, which are ESV, which are easy to read uh, the message. And, and I think, I think Peterson did manage to do pretty much the whole Bible uh, in his own kind of modern vernacular. Uh, are you going to use something like a tool, like the Bible in 90 days, which really does break it up into uh, 90 days and, and makes it that much easier because you're not looking at ooh, the whole Bible, uh, thousands of pages, but you're looking at maybe 10 pages a day. Uh, and if you're lucky enough, your church does it, you can do it in a group and you can have some a bit of accountability and then there are classes. 
Uh, those are those are ways to approach things. Um, you can do big things. You can say, well, this year I'm going to do a mission trip. I'm going to save the money. Uh, I'm going to you know put it aside. I'm going to make the plan to go with my church, wherever that mission group mission trip is. And some you know some go to the Holy Land. Um, some like here in, in in Texas go down go down to Mexico, which is is much more economical. Um, and uh, there are uh, Chihuahua. <laughs> you, you've there, done that, Kyle. Uh, and, you know, there times, are yeah, there, they're, they're there are service opportunities. I think it's a. I mean, we got we we, <laughs> we have we have goals for man up, and we measure where we are by you know hitting them. So uh, that again is a is a bit of a long thing, but I think uh, again it's not it's not sitting there and saying I'm going to see you know obey all the Ten Commandments this week, or I'm going to. Uh, I, I'm going to, I, I had a good week because I didn't look at any pornography. Well, that's good for you, but that's not, that's not really building your faith. It's, it's in a way, it's, it's a way it's, it's building good habits, but you're looking to build that walk with Christ. And it's kind of, it's a nebulous idea because Christ is intangible to us. Uh, it's, um, it's understanding that power of the resurrection. And, you know, that's a, that is, is kind of touchy-feely in its own way. Right. Michael Cropper. Yeah, Bill, you guys are getting on to the, um, the goals and races and everything. And I, I, boy, I'm with you 100%. Um, my life, like I said, is, is a race. And, and yes, the pandemic and our quarantining, and now it's been a year we have not been together to, to record the podcast, is depressing. And yes, you can catch yourself thinking, what in the world is going to happen here, and uh, and getting a little bit depressed. And that's when you have to, to read the Bible, you pray or do whatever. Uh, and, and of course, men, we're notorious for... Um, or not calling each other and saying, "Hey, man, I'm feeling bad. Can you uh, lift my yes. spirits?" <laughs> right? We're we're real good about that. We're self-contained. We we don't use some of the remedies that ladies do, and that's simply keep in touch when we need to, just to encourage each other. But uh, anyway, right now the podcast is an encouragement, and we look forward to that each week. But if 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 I were going to give some advice to people on 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 what to do, and uh, if you are in an occupation, and you are trying to strive and serve Christ, keep your eyes in front of you. Set a goal that's realistic, and look at that goal. Don't look behind you. Uh, the, the author of our, our lesson tells a few of these things, and, and, and Paul does too. Uh, don't, don't look behind you at your past mistakes. They can trip you up. Um, don't let the crowds around you distract you, but my, my suggestion there is is don't let your fellow workers tell you you shouldn't do something that you know you need to do. And uh, um, they can mislead you. And be careful with TV, social media, Twitter. Uh, Robert used it, I've seen Bill use it, Steve. Uh, you use it to our advantage. Don't let it disturb you either. Don't let it trip you up either. And, and of course, the most important thing here, and this was mentioned earlier, don't, don't compare your walk with somebody else's another Christian, God has a place for you specifically. You may be in front of another Christian that's your age, or you may be behind him. It doesn't matter. Your walk is unique with God, right? You pray and you ask him for your guidance. 
Um, yeah, keep blinders on. Uh, I, I have to think of something. Uh, just cruising the last distance here, and Paul Paul's race was saying something about this. And uh, I, I thought back, guys, you remember the Olympics where Michael Phelps, I think, in in two thousand eight, won the won the race by a mere fingertip. Y'all all remember seeing that. And 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 I can tell you, I can identify with this. I, I ran yesterday. I, actually, it's a slow jog. I'm out of shape, buddies. But anyway, <laughs> I'm running and I'm getting to the last lap and I get right to the line where you stop and you end. And I'm like the Russian guy. I stopped one step short of the line because I slowed down. I stopped running and, and, I, and then I passed the line. I said, gosh, darn. This is the Russian guy that's in the Michael Phelps race where Michael won the race because he didn't slow down just for that one one hundredth of a second or whatever it is. So, folks, keep your keep your eyes on the uh, the race that you're in with your family and and don't coast. Don't slide short unless you just can't go any further. Anyway, Bill. Uh, excellent, Mike. I want to thank you for uh, making my response exactly half of what it was intended to be because I was going to go into the don't compare. So I think I've, I've already, I've already talked man. that a couple don't, of times tonight. <laughs> right. So no, don't, don't uh, so worry. Thank, you can still go into So, so thank, thanks for that. I'm not going to compare myself to you. Um, but, <laughs> you know, and, and one of the things about goal setting, though, is think about you when you started what defines you for example me I, my parents were methodists my grandparents were mennonites when i moved to texas i wanted to find a church that was bible based believed in the trinity and in soul competency those were my three my three things i really didn't know much much more about that but those were what I really believed and by going William Strace which now has become Sugarland Baptist Church I have found a group that I enjoy serving with that are like-minded people that have the same values and I feel that has enhanced my walk as a matter of fact, I wouldn't have met any of you. I might have met Kyle when he was a produce manager. But other than that, <laughs> I wouldn't have met any of you if I had. If I hey, had you could have driven. You could have driven. You could have met and Mike. Gotten a ticket in the city of Houston, and you could have gone in front of Mike. Right. That's right. right. Well, he would have given me the chair. So I would only win front here one. Well deserved. So, but, Maximum uh, Mike. That's what right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah. I send a lot of guys to Huntsville. They don't, very many of them don't come back. Uh, but no, understand where you started, why it's important. And continue on as you get mentored and you mentor others in the faith share why is that important i think so many times we just gloss over stuff i have to do something and they talk about you talk about the task but you're not talking about why that is important to complete for you and i think that's why we miss the boat on so many people 
oh, Kyle showed up. Uh, and, so, and he followed the blue rule. That's right. Everybody's blue shirt today. Right. <laughs> but because of that, because we, we don't uh, show how meaningful it is, people get to the point to where they just look at it as task but not necessarily the intrinsic reward one receives from doing it. So, uh, Professor. So let's talk about goals for a minute. So one of the, one of the things, if you've been in corporate America in the last 10 years, you have learned it. It's time to set your annual goals usually. And goal setting is one of those things. It, it's hard to measure where you're going if you don't have anywhere to aim at. And so setting goals has become a very important for businesses. You know, I, I know I talked to Kyle multiple times over. He has sales goals that he has to hit and wants to hit. In corporate America, you may have specific goals that you set. In your life, you're going to have goals you set. One of the things that I always talk about when I talk about goals, so and, and I do this when I go develop training, I set what's called learning objectives, which is just at the end of this training, you will learn whatever. And I always like to make mine smart. And I think you can make smart spiritual goals as well. And I don't mean smart as an intelligent. Um, smart is an acronym goes for five things. First of all, it's in this kind of allude. Steve kind of alluded to this a little bit ago. It's specific. So it's not, I'm going to be a better Christian. You know, that, that's just kind of broad. You know, it's a very specific goal. It has to be measurable. I'm going to make sure I attend church measurable 65% of the time, 75%, whatever number you want to set. It has to be achievable. So someone can sit there and say, I'm going to make every, I, I knew growing up, I knew a girl whose family had a family thing that they never missed Sunday school. Notice I didn't say church. I said Sunday school, like literally would drive around hours. And this is the days before the internet drive around for hours on vacation, looking for a Southern Baptist church so they could make sure they still had perfect Sunday school attendance. Awesome. You know, you know, is it achievable? You know, finally, realistic or relevant is the other one I like to use there. You know, relevant, does it actually mean something that you're trying to do? And then lastly, is it time bound? Set it for a year. So like Steve talked about, um, I'm going to do one better. If you don't want to read the Bible in 90 days, because it can still be rough trying that. Um, one of the apps I recommend is um, BibleGateway.com. BibleGateway.com has Bible in a year. You select a reading plan on there, and you can choose from multiple reading plans. I'm This is the second year in a row I've done Bible Gateway as my annual reading plan. And this year I'm doing um, the Bible in chronological order. So what happened is I actually was reading Genesis reading Genesis, reading Genesis, got to Noah right before Abraham. It broke from Genesis and took me to Job. I had to get, what the frick is going on? And actually there's a, a fairly lengthy scholarly tip 
that Job was actually alive during the time before Abraham. And so that's why they pulled out of Genesis and stuck Job in there because it's ordering it as if in a timeline. Right. So, you know, that's in a year you can do that. That's Excellent. a pretty, pretty easy way to do. So find, find a way to set specific, measurable, mm-hmm. achievable, relevant, and time-bound goals in your faith. Excellent. We're coming up to the end of the podcast and want to get just uh, some final takeaways. Uh, Kyle Trahan. You know, I think there's a few things to remember and life is going to be a challenge. All right. There are things that are going to derail us, if you will. Our past, our future, you know, those are really important. They, they shape who we are. They, they mold our experiences in this world and, and help create the path that we will go on, but we can't stay focused on, on either, you know, the good, the bad, the future or the past. Keep your eye on the prize, um, which is ultimately heaven. I, I don't know which of you said it earlier, but it, it may write down a phrase of, I am man, hear me roar, but don't listen to me cry. You know, because sometimes you can put on the front um, that everything is okay. And we know all of us can do that. And we will get to a low point. And again, somebody else said it earlier, reach out, you know, find somebody that you can trust that no matter what's going on in your life, you can spill your guts to, and they're not going to judge you. They're going to help build you up. They're going to listen to you and give you advice, um, or just let you talk. Excellent. Michael Cropper, a, a takeaway from you. Yeah, Bill. Uh, I'll go back briefly to what I mentioned earlier. Um, and I'm going to talk specifically to some men today. And it is not unusual, man. If you're if you're not with a job right now or you're depressed, and, and it's I'm touching what Kyle said too. If you're having trouble, uh, I, I guess making ends meet, uh, if you're between jobs. If you're looking for your identity, your family, or do you love your wife? Uh, folks, these are all things that are common to us. We all go through them at one time or another. It's not whether or not you have problems. It's not whether or not you experience issues. It's whether or not you keep going. And, and Kyle made the great statement. Find a friend. Find someone you can talk to. Go to church. Uh, go get part of a men's group. We are when we're serving Christ and when we're fitting in and when we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, we are men, we are servant leaders. Uh, If you've got problems in your marriage, do you need to make certain changes that are really just really simple changes? Do you need to turn off the TV, make time for your family, make time for your friends, make time for your wife, your spouse, simple, simple things like that. Don't be so caught up in yourself that you, that you miss the obvious things. And that's simply, being a servant to your family, and in this case, maybe to your wives. Anyway, run the race that God has for you. If you're not sure what it is, pray. And again, uh, find some Christian men and ask them. Ask them to give you guidance. Robert gave us gave us great on, uh, advice on how to set goals for our lives, and and that's very practical. Start with something small. Start with something achievable. Anyway, uh, may God bless you. Have a great evening, Bill. Excellent. And a takeaway from you, producer Steve Titch. 
Um, very quickly, uh, set goals, meet goals, set new ones that are more ambitious and in the process, always be resilient, always look back and uh, don't be afraid to question my, if something's not working, is it because I'm not doing it right? Or if it's not really, uh, it's not really going to help my spiritual life one way or another. And I should just uh, abandon that goal. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but just uh, like everything else, uh, set some concrete goals. And when you meet one, set another and challenge yourself, challenge your faith. That's the way you grow in the faith. And the, and the goal is to experience the power of the resurrection. That's first and foremost. That's what Paul says it is. Uh, and uh, that's really the wisest course. Excellent. In well, my, said. The, well said. The last thing that I wanted to add is uh, don't avoid struggle because you may miss a blessing once you, uh, once you achieve. So uh, thanks so much. This is podcast number 195. Thank you for tuning in this Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. So on behalf of our producer, Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshu, Kyle Trahan, I'm Bill Cox. We're on this No Church Answer Tour. Check out our new YouTube channel. So whether you found us on uh, Facebook, SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Pray.com, if you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page or our website, which is at man-upspiritualoasis.com and post it there. Um, we've got the big show coming up, uh, number 200. And if you have any ideas, I mean, we're getting just tons of ideas. So <laughs> I have pages and pages of uh, words <laughs> of ideas coming up. So, but, uh, so go ahead and you can post them on any of those platforms. And if you're still in the uh, COVID quarantine and unable to attend church, check out the Sugarland Baptist streaming service. It's a traditional Baptist service at sugarlandbaptist.org. Starts Sundays at 9.45 a.m. And when the quarantine over, which I expect that to be soon, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and find a small group ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class that you can join for discussions like this. And find one that is men only. And if there isn't one, start one. This Man Up! You've been listening to Man Up. You've got anything. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place! You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.